Hello and welcome to the Qubit Guy podcast brought to you by Classic, the quantum algorithm design company. My name is Yuval and my guest today is Araceli Venegas Gomez, founder and director at Cureka. We speak about the best way to get started with quantum, whether governments and investors are versed enough in quantum technology, and much more. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let us know how we did by emailing hello at classic.io. That's hello at classiq.io. Hello, Araceli, and thanks for joining me today. Thanks very much for the invitation, Juvan. Did I pronounce your name right? Yes, I hope I did the same with yours. <laughs> you're, you're perfect. So who are you and what do you do? Oh, I, I'm Araceli Venegas Gomez, and people call me the quantum ambassador. But uh, in order to explain that, I can tell you a little bit about, about my history. So I'm actually an aerospace engineer. I work in industry in the past. I'm, I'm from Spain and I moved. I actually was lucky. I, I could be in different countries for different opportunities. Um, I was for Erasmus and different, different kind of internships in different countries. But I ended up in Germany working as an aerospace engineer for Airbus. And I was working in Germany and in France. And during that time, you know, I was, uh, I was thinking I should do something else with my free time. Um, which it was not really a lot, but I was I wanted to learn physics. I was doing a master in medical physics, and during that time I learned a little bit more about magnetic resonance imaging, and that was kind of touching a little bit upon quantum. It it was something that it was always interesting me, but you know, on my free time besides the master that, that I was doing, I decided that I wanted to learn about quantum physics by myself. And making the story very, very short, not going into details, um, I kind of decided that I wanted to go in that direction. I don't know if it was the crisis of turning 30. I don't know if it was the crisis of I wanted to change my career or asking myself, what do I want to do with my life? But it was that point that I decided that instead of going up into the management career in into Airbus, I wanted to go into quantum. And that's how I ended up in Glasgow doing a PhD in quantum, which was not easy. You know, since I actually decided to change my life and my career until I have the opportunity, it was, we're talking about years. And that's something that I always tell people now, people who want to change their careers in, into quantum, for example, I tell them it's not something that is going to happen in one month. But in my in, in my experience, well, it, it was something not to regret. So I changed my, my career and I moved to Glasgow. And that was, we're talking 2015, 2016. So you could imagine that quantum technologies was something quite new and people were starting to talk about. In the UK, there was already the, the initiative to, to put money into quantum, money from the government. So I was really interested about getting to know that ecosystem. But during that time, it was when all the countries decided that they also wanted to put money into quantum. So what I did, since I had this kind of strategic position that I could understand business, and I also I was doing my, my research, I could understand fundamental science, I tried to understand this ecosystem that was trying to born in, in different countries. And I was part of the network, I was going to different events, and... Thanks to that, what I did was actually asking people, what do you think we need to push this forward? What do you think is missing in this new ecosystem? And I tried to put that together. I applied for a fellowship from the Optical Society. I won the, that fellowship, and thanks to that, I created my company. So right now, I'm the founder of Cureka, but 
when I won that fellowship, people call me the quantum ambassador, thanks to all what I said, that trying to be kind of everywhere and understanding the, the ecosystem. That's my story. I hope it was not too long. <laughs> it was great. So what does Careca do? Is that more on the manpower side? Is that on uh, you develop technology? What does the company do? Kureka mm-hmm. means quantum resources and careers. We provide services. My first idea was to do something in the direction, of course, of careers, because uh, for me to change my career and to be able to support all the people who would like to do that as well was something that I really wanted to do. But as I said, I I understood that there were more things missing. There were the, all those gaps in into the ecosystem. If you think about the stakeholders, research, industry, government, and also the general public. There were a lot of gaps trying to understand what quantum means and what quantum could do for, for each of them. And we decided to, to grow into the direction of providing all these resources that were needed. So we provide professional services. We work with quantum companies who like to grow, quantum companies who would like to understand what could be their position in, in this new ecosystem, who could be the end users, the the customers for them. We work with them in terms of business development, but we also work with end users, with big corporations and other companies who would like to enter into into quantum, but they don't know how they can do that. We provide business intelligence. We try to educate them. We train them uh, and we try to explain what quantum could do for their business and we support on building their strategy. And really the, the focus of all what we do is careers and skills. And for that, we, we have an online platform for, for online courses. So we have different online courses um, focusing really into that layer of people who are ready to jump into a quantum job, but maybe they need to retrain themselves and also about different business sectors. So we have courses with no technical material at all, no formulas, just for very busy people who would like to understand who is doing what in, in quantum. We have courses into the direction of the financial sector, and we are now creating all the courses for other business sectors as well as in other different languages, because we thought that that was also something needed. And then we have recruitment as a service. We work with companies who are looking for people around the world, but we also work with people, individuals who are looking for the ideal job. And we try to steer their career in that direction in terms of what they need in terms of skills, what they need in terms of training. So we we really try to to build this workforce or support the, the creation of this workforce in quantum. You mentioned governments. How well do you think governments understand quantum? I mean, I saw someplace that... 25 countries have invested about $25 billion or at least have committed to that. So some money or a lot of money is flowing into quantum. But do you think that governments understand the potential of quantum or do they still need help in that? That's a very good question. I think, well, it depends on the government, of course. Um, And if you saw that we have that overview where we show this $25 billion from public funding, I think UK is in a very good position, mainly because they started quite early, right? And they started in 2013, 2014 with the initiative. Then we have Canada and Singapore who were focused for years, even before the UK on the research side, but do their 
governments understand the potential of quantum, that's another question. I think US and, and the, the European Commission in general, they have been trying to push this forward, so they have very good advices <laughs> to the government at, at the moment. But I think there is a lot to be done there. There is a lot because um, so far there has been only public funding that goes to research, to fundamental science. We always read that is for commercialization of the technology, but at the end we are still into the research phase. So what we need, I think, is trying to push from not just scientists to tell the government we need money to do the research, but also from industry telling the governments we need money to push it forward, to go into the next level that is really commercializing the technology. And so would you, how would you think about US versus Europe, for instance? Do you think that the European Union is more advanced or less advanced in government understanding of quantum than the US? Also a good, a good question, Jovan. Um, uh, if you remember when they launched the the programs, it was it was the same year. It was it was quite funny, as I said, that suddenly there were all these initiatives <laughs> and launched at the at the same time. And the the US created the um, the office that actually advised. It was it's, it's an office full of scientists, really, but they were working for the government. There. They were working directly with the White House on advising what quantum could do. That was really really useful. On the European Commission, first of all, we cannot compare one country, US, with European countries that are all together into, uh, you know, we are talking about very different countries with very different cultures, with very different governments. And trying to put all that together is, is not comparable to just one country as the US. But the European Commission, I think, is aware of the potential. That's why we have the flagship. And that's how we have seen now that in different countries, there is a national initiative on top of the quantum flagship. So I think that there are specific governments in Europe that are very, very aware of the potential of quantum. And that's how they have put their own money on top of the money that was coming from, from Europe. So answering the question, it depends on the country in Europe, I think, in, if we can compare. So when we talk about uh, shortage of qualified people to do quantum computing. I think an ideal candidate, and maybe it's like a unicorn, maybe they're only exist in fairy tales, is, is someone who has a deep understanding of quantum physics, has a very good deep understanding of computer science, and potentially also a, a business understanding so they can translate the business needs into technical and vice versa. And let's assume that either these people don't exist or there are very few of them. So what would be your preference? Would it be to take a PhD in quantum information science and teach them how to program or to, to get a good AI or ML or other type of programmer and teach them the fundamentals of quantum? That's, that's, the, that's the big, big question when we talk about the quantum workforce at the moment. And I see this every day. I, when I talk to companies or when I talk to individuals, I see CVs of very good candidates, very good people with very good CVs. Um, they are researchers. They have been doing a, a fantastic fundamental research into theoretical quantum computing, uh, sorry, theoretical quantum physics, not even quantum computing sometimes. And they have been touching here and there a little bit about quantum computing, but they are not programmers. They don't know so many pro programming languages. 
they don't have experience in industry and they don't know anything about business. It's very hard for them to find a job in quantum at the moment. Very, very hard. Then think about the people from software. From they, they know a lot of different languages, but they have no idea about quantum. But these people, if they kind of um, start themselves getting to some free resources, if they understand the basics of quantum computing, answering the question, I think, is easier for a person with experience in different computing languages and experience working in industry to understand the fundamentals of quantum computing. I'm not saying the, you know, the foundations of quantum mechanics. I'm saying the basics that you need to be able to build a circuit in a quantum computer. I think that's easier than trying to teach everything that you need about business, about working in a different you know, environment that, that fundamental research and also on top of that really to program different languages to a person that, that has been just doing fundamental science. So that's that's the tricky part now. And then on top of that we have the third layer where we have people with business experience. They are very they, they are very good in networking with people. They they can be an asset for, for your company but they don't know anything about quantum. And um, they they also need to show that they will be able to talk in a you know in a very technical language to someone so trying to find a person who can speak the technical language who understand business and who has experience in business that's i think even more difficult right now and that's the unicorn that we are trying to find everywhere right now is uh, yeah it's, it's getting harder and harder I, I can see that harder because the the profiles are getting more specific one solution of course is we, we see these big universities, Harvard, MIT, USC, others, putting together training programs that are focused on quantum. So now they're starting to build a pipeline of quantum information scientists that, that understand this. But that's going to take a couple of years, and maybe the capacity is not enough. But maybe there's a different aspect to the solution. Um, today, when you program in quantum, you program at a very, very low level. And maybe the solution is just to have tools or platforms that give you more of an abstraction layer that allow you to say, well, this is what I want to do and not necessarily how it gets implemented into the gates. I mean, today, when you create a web page, you, you don't worry about assembly language. You don't worry about CMOS gates. You don't worry about the architecture underneath. So do you think that the tools or platforms could help solve that issue? A lot, yes. I think that will solve the problem. As you said, there are a lot of initiatives in the direction of building master programs for, for quantum scientists. And there are people already with those masters, the, the ones that started one, two years ago. And I've seen this as well. Is people, they come with a master in quantum science and I have to tell them, I'm sorry, but you don't have the deep understanding that is necessary for the job open uh, openings at the moment because they need someone w with a PhD or someone not with a PhD but with the industry experience. So they they are in that kind of limbo at the moment where they don't have enough industry experience and also they don't have enough kind of a research experience that they can apply. So if there is something in that direction where they don't need to go into the details, um, but they can apply what they know at that level, I think that would be really really helpful in in terms of quantum computing. Yeah. Other than people, what else do you think is missing to get quantum to the next level in terms of uh, production and acceptance and delivering true business benefits? 
I think we need to understand. I always, I, I at the beginning, you know, when I when I started with with the company, I always say we need to be realistic, and I still think that we need to. We cannot say that we are gonna have a quantum computing, an actual quantum computer in two years that is gonna change our lives. It's not gonna happen. But what we have is we have different intermediate steps until we have that actual quantum computer that can bring benefit already to business. But the business they they need to understand what that intermediate step means for them and how they could start playing with with that. It's like we need we need everyone to be on board on the same boat. We are developing the software, we are developing the hardware. But to develop the software, we need use cases. So I want to develop an algorithm that is gonna bring me a solution for a specific problem. But if I have no idea about what those problems could be, if I'm not working with an end user, I cannot wait until until I have an actual quantum computer in 10, 20 years to be able to see what the solution could be. Because right now we can already try to implement algorithms that are bringing benefits to, to business, even though they, you know, we are in these intermediate intermediate steps. It's it's like it's like we we need to be realistic that the disruptive change is not going to happen in the short term, but we need to be already on board because otherwise it's going to be too late. It's it's kind of a I think it's a, it's a fun, it's funny when when you try to think about it. It's too late sometimes when when we think about the technology. Otherwise, you miss the train. But it's also too early to think about how this is going to really change uh, all our society so yeah we are in that limbo <laughs> and let's use that word when where everyone should should be aware um so yeah that's one thing that that i think is needed and another one is is cooperation we we have seen and i have seen this uh, in the last years it's more about working together what can you bring to the ecosystem what can i bring to the ecosystem how can i bring you something that you need and the opposite and how can we work together to bring this for, to bring uh, everything forward? And it's, it's the only way. It's, it's really about working together. So you have a quantum company. You have we work in in kind of consortiums where we have hardware companies with software companies with end users, and all together we try to develop a new solution. And it's, it's the only way. As we move from research into production, that needs money, and that money could come from government, but it could also come from Investors, do you think that investors today are sufficiently versed in quantum computing to make the right investment choices? That's an awesome question, and actually something that we we have been trying to understand in the last years. So when when I was in in a conference and I was always hearing, "Yeah, we are part of deep tech," but it's very hard to understand deep tech. And when we talk about something that is such a long term, how can an investor understand that something that they need to put money in something that they don't know whether it's going to bring any benefit in the very long term it's very very hard to show how things are going to be scalable so there is a there is a missing education or training for investors as well and that's how we we actually thought that we could bring something in in that direction we organized the first pitch event last year where we had different companies pitching for investment and we also have investors coming and just understanding a little bit what the companies um, wanted to to develop but of course if they don't know the fundamentals of why quantum can be disruptive 
they they cannot they cannot just hear a pitch and say yeah i'm gonna put money on that so what we are creating at the moment we are organizing the first um quantum mentorship program for investors where we offer a training in quantum technologies we want to train them in we want to teach them about the ecosystem who is doing what in quantum what are the different technologies what is really important when you think about putting money on it and how can you evaluate how can you assess whether one idea is good or bad we want to invite um, current investors in in quantum and we also want to invite companies that they can already show them how they um, have grown in terms of investment and we are launching this um, this month, actually. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy if anyone is more interested about it. So as we come towards the end of our discussion today, let's assume that I'm a first-year or second-year student. And as you can see, I'm a few years removed from college. But let's assume hypothetically that I was. And I hear about quantum and I say, this is great. I want to be part of this industry. What would you advise me? How do, how do I get started? What I tell people is, first of all, now is the best opportunity to get involved from anywhere in the world because most of the of the events are still virtual. So you can just join the webinars. You can join the, the conferences. You can just start hearing the things. What what are the new developments? Who is doing what? Be part of that. Your name kind of is is known to to the people. I think that's that's how a lot of people actually after some years, they, they are really well positioned into the ecosystem because they are known, because they have been part of it for several years. That's one thing. The other thing is, well, you need to start with the fundamentals. What I did was really going to really the foundations of quantum mechanics and really into detail. But if they don't want to do a piece in quantum, they just want to learn by themselves a, a little bit about programming. There are fantastic resources everywhere. So it's really, my question is always, what do you want to go what do you want do you want just to learn a little bit about quantum computing um, coding um, as a hobby or do you actually want to build a career into i don't know quantum communication which is completely different than quant actual quantum computing um it's really about answering those questions is where where are you and where do you want to go um and trying to build that that career and, and those bridges in, into that direction. It's not easy <laughs> because the, the question, wh what do you want to do with your life is uh, one of the hardest ones. But I I think it's, uh, it's the time for all those people that want to jump into quantum to start learning with the small things. There are really a lot of resources out there. It's just trying to understand what are the best depending on what they like the most. And it sounds like you may be able to help there. So how can people get in touch with you to learn more about your work? Sure, they can just go to our website, so Cureca, Q -U -R -E -C -A com. They can send an email to us, info at cureca.com, um, and they can find me on Twitter or on LinkedIn. So I'm really happy every time that someone, uh, an individual, is uh, asking this, what can I do if, you, if I want to go into quantum computing? I'm really happy to spend some time just uh, understanding where they are and where they want to go and provide some career advice. That's excellent. Uh, Araceli, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Juval, for the invitation again.